Welcome to The Vital Vagina, where we delve into brave and crucial conversations about the womb and feminine power. This podcast is not just for people with vaginas. We all come from the womb, and there is much for everyone to learn from this place of deep wisdom. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle Cornelius. I'm a chiropractor and holistic pelvic care provider. I've been working in the feminine healing realm for nearly a decade, and I am honored to bring this work and these stories to light. So today I'm talking with Samantha Zapora. Samantha has been doing some really incredible educational work for many, many years, teaching people all about conscious contraception. She is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to sex and birthing and bleeding and all of those juicy topics. I really loved having a conversation with her. I actually would love to get her back to get even more information from her. And I really highly encourage you to look her up and follow her, especially if you're interested in learning more about how to use contraception in the most natural way possible. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, Sam. Hi. Uh, hi. Thank you for um, being part of the kickoff of my podcast, Vital Vagina. Awesome. Vital Vagina. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty excited about Muzzle it. Tub. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, I am a radical medicine woman. I'm a witch. Nice. Uh-huh. Very good. <laughs> I identified primarily as a birth doula or a midwifery student for most of my 20s. Um, uh-huh. And I've been self-employed for the last five years, consulting and educating people about fertility and sexuality throughout the entire womb continuum. And so uh-huh. this language I use, the womb continuum, um, is really deliberate in that a continuum has no beginning, no end. It's all connected. And so I speak with people about their yeast infections and their orgasms and their abortions and their births um, Uh and everything in between because the way that we relate to this part of our body um, affects our whole lives in in such a profound way. Um, So that's... that's, Yeah, I have two online courses, which has been my main bread and butter this year. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a course where I teach practitioners how to care Mm -hmm. for people during miscarriage and abortion in a holistic Mm -hmm. way that respects mind, body, and spirit. So it goes Mm -hmm. deep, deep into anatomy and physiology of several different types of methods of pregnancy Mm -hmm. release. Um, Mm -hmm. the spiritual rituals and different lineages available to support us with these processes because they're not Mm -hmm. new. Um, And they're also not just medical processes. Um, And then nutrition and herbs. And so that's that's a big heavy hitter. And we could probably talk this whole half hour about that. Yes. <laughs> but the other course that I just finished teaching online for the first time that was so much fun um, and what it, we were speaking before about focusing our conversation today about is conscious contraception. Yes. Uh, well, be- yeah. <laughs> before we get into that, I want to say thank you for all of your work because it's really important. And obviously, um, that work that you do is a calling and it's probably not the easiest work in the world to do, but it's so important to... Um, to really 
hold space for women, like you said, outside of just the medical model, because these, um, you know, I like how you called it pregnancy release um, and all the different ways that that can happen um, is so intimate. And so it's so deep. And I see personally in my holistic pelvic care practice, so many women who've been just kind of ignored by so many other practitioners. Um, and then I get to see, or I have to see what kind of happens with them afterwards. So the kind of work that you're doing and that you're teaching other practitioners to do is hugely important. Thank you. And I, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I'm really excited to like, not have to have to talk about that and like go deeper into <laughs> conscious contraception because that's where we can actually avoid some of these deeper pains into the future. Absolutely, absolutely. Again, the continuum, it's all connected. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, tell me more about this conscious conscious contraception. My my mouth doesn't <laughs> want to say it quite. Yeah. <laughs> um so I have been I'm tracking, I've been tracking my bleeding for 20 years now, the whole time that I've been doing it. And I've been tracking my ovulation for 13 years now, which um, mm. I just realized that, you know, as soon as I figured out how to tell when I ovulated, I made a little book about it, uh, which mm. is available as a free download <laughs> on my website. It's 13 years Perfect. old. Um, and I, it's like, my ovulation awareness is ready for her bat mitzvah. She's like, yes. <laughs> she's an adult <laughs> in her spiritual community. <laughs> That's so, <laughs> so adorable. And so my conscious contraception course was actually birthed uh, at the same time that I made the ovulation awareness book free on my mm. website. Um, and I didn't make the connection until like several months after that had already happened and be like, oh my God, it's bat mitzvah time for my ovulation awareness. (laughs) Now you have a baby and a teenager. I do. I do. Um, with the courses, you're right. Yeah. That way. Um, so yeah, conscious contraception, that terminology, uh, is kind of reminiscent of what Janine Parvati Baker the free birth midwife. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you're familiar with her work. It's pretty spectacular. Um, she okay. has a book called Conscious Conception. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and th- that terminology is is pretty normalized and and regular within home birth, natural birth, and free birth circles. And as I, I said before, I've studied to be a midwife and been a birth doula. So those are the circles I've been running in for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. There's no not a lot of conversation, even in those circles, about conscious contraception. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a different thing. Which is a different thing. And it is absolutely yeah. pivotal and vital to have conscious contraception if you want to have a conscious conception. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, um, yeah, there's a lot there. And like I was saying earlier about what I offer in the miscarriage and abortion work that I do, um, conscious contraception is about honoring and integrating mind, body, and spirit with our wellness yes. and with the way that we relate to our bodies and our beings and our ability to create life. And the fact that that is 
profoundly spiritual. (laughs) Whether or not you consider yourself a spiritual person, we can't deny that our ability to bring forth more human life is a direct dial to the divine. Absolutely. So... Yeah, I, you know, I teach fertility Mm. awareness method in the the three primary fertility signals, the symptothermal method, and help people become aware and like educated around the biology, right? Our physical Mm -hmm. anatomy of fertility. And then I also teach people about the anatomy of our energy body, Mm. Right? Because we're hyperdimensional yes. beings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so <laughs> my general philosophy and understanding is that it's it's never going to be a healthy and whole experience if we are only addressing one dimension of ourselves. Right. Um, and so right. I, what I'm, yeah, bringing our consciousness into our contraception practice Uh, We Mm -hmm. are able to more fully embody and embrace who we are emotionally, mentally, psycho-spiritually, and not just limit ourselves to the physical act. Yeah. So you're teaching basically uh, people with periods how to keep track of their signs and signals of where they're at in their fertility cycle? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Good. And then so you and I were talking a little bit about um, about how this topic tends to focus mostly just on women. And um, and a lot of people feel like um, it's just the secret topic that we talk about amongst ourselves. However, men and males are very um, intimately connected to this process. No. As well. And <laughs> you what? It's a revelation. Sperm, you need sperm to get <laughs> pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell me and then you were talking to me a little bit about how the, the concept of bringing men into this conversation is so important for you as well can you tell me a little oh, bit of about course. your story with that? well I mean it goes back to when I first started teaching fertility awareness with my little zine the little ovulation book that I made uh-huh. when I was 19 years old oh, I still have you. that yeah. by the way it's a fun one I did a good job it's cute um, you did I would advertise my classes as Slippery When Wet was the title of my class. (laughs) And I tended to have a good 40 to 60% people with penises show up. Um, I was, you know, I was in my early 20s and I would pass out flyers and people would be like, why do I need to come to this class? And I'd say, well, do you like to fuck women? I don't know if you need to bleat that out if we're saying that. This is going to be my, my first um, explicit oh, content when I'm pretty really excited happy. about that. Um, so, okay. yeah, involving men in the conversation is absolutely vital. And it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but there is an amazing thread that went viral recently on Twitter from a woman saying that a hundred percent of unwanted pregnancies are due to irresponsible Uh ejaculation. Absolutely. I saw that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'll look for it too. Totally. It's worth looking at. It's an important conversation. 
Um, it really is. So yeah, having us as ovulators able to know <laughs> when we ovulate and being able to communicate that to our partners who have sperm and mm-hmm. have them be not just respectful and supportive, which would be mm. you know the end of rape culture, um, but right. also have them be co-creative and intentional and aware with the whole process where yes. we are not solely responsible for preventing conception with our minds mm-hmm. and bodies, but they are also completely yeah. involved and invested. And it, that's what healthy sexuality should be as this co-created mutual experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hence the con- the conscious part. Exactly. <laughs> of contraception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the kind of reception that you get from males when it comes to this topic? Do you... Um, what do you run into? I've, I've seen nothing but wonderful responses. <laughs> Some people. Mm-hmm. That's been my yeah. experience too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They want to talk about vaginal fluids. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I had a man walk into one of my um, talks for pelvic floor talks one day because it was in kind of an open area. And he was like, can I like sit through this? Is it okay? Like he was nervous. And I was like, uh, yeah, do you care about the health of vaginas? Yeah, yeah the language I, I you know, use like- often uh, for classes now is like for anybody with a uterus or people who love them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Which That's so great. Okay. So where is – I was yeah, just going to say that, you know, whether or not you have – a pussy you came out of somebody who does and <laughs> yes yeah that's what i remind people too like do i need to remind you that this area is love life is what like you are made of menstrual life. blood that's been one of my new favorite yeah, yeah. that's pretty good mm-hmm. um, i love that okay so tell me um well, what are you doing these days with this this work here? Um, you talked a little bit about wanting to um, start to work more with younger yes, people. Yes, that work there. Um, I'm in the middle of making a coloring book <laughs> with one <laughs> of my working. farmer friends, actually. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's a little bit of a gear shift, but it's totally related um, in okay. that it's about Absolutely. the cycle. And educating Mm -hmm. people about basic biology and the power to bring forth life. Um, And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's one of my dreams and goals in the next few years to shift and to see about working more with youth and teaching them about the basic biology Mm -hmm. of the cycle and fertility in a way that is without stigma and without shame and mirroring Mm -hmm. it with the seed and soil cycle to be like, hey, this Mm -hmm. is without gender, this is without religion, this is basic biology, this is how things grow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. which goes back to actually (laughs) my personal story of when I first learned fertility awareness when I was 19 years old. Um, I I picked up a book Mm. at Aprovecho Research Institute. I was doing a sustainable living internship there. 
learning farming mm-hmm. and forestry and alternative technology practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I picked up mm-hmm. a, a Katie Singer's book, The Garden of Fertility, from the shelf there. Mm-hmm. And so my first education around ovulation and fertility awareness as a method of contraception occurred within this context of studying permaculture and ecology. And so I also use the word body ecology all the time in my work um, and to understand that we are ecosystems. We're microcosms of the macrocosm of creation and our bodies are the earth. It's not a metaphor. It's a literal reality. Right. And understanding the cycles of nature and observing them and respecting them and moving with them instead of against them is the way to Mm -hmm. be healthy right it's a it's like deceptively yes but it comes back to like how is it that the vast majority of people in our generation are not ovulating they don't value the body ecology like fertility of ovulation yeah. unless we're making a baby. I know. Yeah. I was talking to Shara Rocks actually as um, one of my first interviews for this podcast as well. And she did something really similar. Like she came up with this. She was really focused on, and both of us were like, how to use this fertility cycle to for creative energy, not just for like, Absolutely. oh, I want to have a baby now. And so um, she did the same thing. She tracked her cycle for a year and she also took a picture of the oh. same tree for a year and just kind of com- compared all of that. And like, re- it really like, it really makes you deeply, deeply aware of how connected that we are. And we take I love granted. that story. Another one of my little <laughs> yeah. phrases that I use in teaching a lot about how profound the cycle energetics are and what we need in terms of nourishment and rest when we are bleeding actively is the analogy of Mm -hmm. like going out to an apple tree in the middle of winter and Mm -hmm. yelling at it because it's not fruiting. Exactly. (laughs) Like that's just so (laughs) asinine. (laughs) It's true. And we like even men, like people who don't bleed still also need rest. And I'm also reminding, I'm always reminding everyone like this, this we live in a cycle like that's part of it it's okay to like stop and rest in fact you might get more energy later if you do that so it's like people are afraid to live in a cyclical way versus this a linear just pushing forward and i see that in absolutely one of the mainstays of patriarchal oppression is the linear and the stasis being valued and the cyclical being denied and suppressed absolutely yeah and it's holding on yeah. in a lot of people um the other thing we talked about which i don't think people very many people really consider but the um how um becoming aware of cycles can be actually an oh, erotic yes. journey again with the fluids and the fact that, that <laughs> i was advertising yeah. my fertility <laughs> awareness classes as slippery when wet um, I mean, eros yeah. <laughs> and eroticism, uh, you know, in this context, it is explicitly sexual when it's in, you're talking about sperm and fertile fluids and things yes. like that. But it's just mm-hmm. life force yeah. in terms of the etymology. And yeah. 
being able to relate to our ability to bring life into this world, whether through actual pregnancy or through like psycho-spiritual and vital force and connection to our essence that we are playing with that when we are having sex and not making babies and Mm -hmm. we're using our actual consciousness. (laughs) We're using Mm -hmm. our (laughs) emotional, psycho-spiritual intelligence to create what we desire. And so for that, I have this tool called the sacred yes um which i use both in contraception and abortion a lot actually and that these these acts of both contraception and abortion are so frequently based in fear and in the energy of no yeah yeah but yep there that no doesn't exist in a vacuum it is balanced by mm-hmm. what you do want, what you do desire. What is your sacred yes? What is it that you are wanting to conceive and gestate and birth and become one with in this dimension? And everybody who is engaged in some sort of contraceptive practice and everybody who chooses abortion has a sacred yes. Mm-hmm. And so finding that sacred yes and illuminating it and owning it, speaking about it with our partners, dedicating our orgasms to it, dedicating the physical acts that we have to take to avoid creating a human life with pregnancy, dedicating that energy to what is our Mm -hmm. sacred yes. And that, that, Mm. you know, it could be grad school. It could be all sorts of, you know, crazy things. It could just be pleasure, our sacred yes can be yeah. pleasure. <laughs> so yes, mm-hmm. conscious contraception as a like as an <laughs> erotic act, as a way of dancing with eros. Mm. I love oh it. it's my also god! An <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, avoiding pregnancy and having wonderful, intimate sex and orgasms without using inanimate objects or pharmaceuticals or being a consumer Mm -hmm. is a total act of socioeconomic revolution and political resistance. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, that's amazing. I really like leaving it on that note of the sacred. Yes. yes. I want people, I want it. I want people to like. Yes, we covered a lot of ground, and I I concur that of all of the ways (laughs) that I took that, that the sacred yes is probably the most important and easy takeaway for everybody if they are especially avoiding pregnancy, if you're engaged in contraception, even if you're not ready to give up your pill or your IUD or things like that, and engage in fertility awareness, like at least do the emotional work of claiming that sacred yes. Making decisions based on love instead of fear. It's a big deal. Absolutely. Please, please, please. Um, Where can people find more about you? I know you're doing a bit of a sale right now on your uh, miscarriage and abortion um, work. My website is my name, which is Samantha Zippora, mm-hmm. Z-I-P-P-O-R-A-H, 
www.jennifercarter.com. And there they can find out about my courses. I also offer individual counseling sessions. Um, and that ovulation awareness book that I made when I was 19 is a free download on my homepage mm-hmm. if anybody wants to see that. I made some pretty cute drawings for it as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's night. It's yeah. It's 13 yeah. years old now. Um, so yeah, my website, oh, I am on Instagram as well at Samantha Zapora and the book of faces. And I hope that, yeah, thank you so much for this <laughs> opportunity to speak with you and your audience. And I hope everybody claims their sacred. Yes. Yes, sacred yes. Thank you so much for being here and for being such a wealth of knowledge and for being so dedicated to this work. My pleasure. The feeling is mutual. I'm so glad we're still connected. Yes, me too. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find show notes at vitalvagina.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with your friends. We'll be back next week with another episode.